Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Exurga deus disipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio deruntium a facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. It is good to be back. I've been absent these last couple of weeks because I've been trying to push out an airplane. Um, I did post a little bit on social media just kind of saying, hey, um, you know, we're shifting the direction for Radio Free Catholic. We're going to start beating the drums on particular things. There have been a lot of news stories I've been skipping over, and since I've been busy, it's been easier for me to skip over. Like, I just kind of take them in and go, oh, okay, yeah, tracking that, tracking that, tracking that. Okay, cool. Um, and then when I would have normally actually had the time to sit down and do a full-on show, well, I was at a retreat. And I can tell you that, that religious retreats and parish missions... And technically, I was kind of splitting the difference because I, I left to go to the parish mission, but it was out of town for four days. Um, and so for basically, for me, it was like a mini retreat for four days. Um, and it was everything I could have wanted had I been bold enough to desire such things and more. Very, very beneficial. And now we're back behind the golden microphone. And so we're going to talk about Alexander Dugan. We're going to talk about Our Lady of Fatima. We're going to talk about Russia mocking America for choosing uh, Brittany Griner over, uh, rather than uh, former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan when trading for uh, the arms dealer, Victor Boot. And we're going to talk about media coverage, which though the parts of the media that are covering it are missing the point, specifically because they're not Catholic. And you can tell they're not Catholic because they're missing the whole thing. And you can tell they're not traditional Catholics because even traditional Catholics would be more aware of far more factors that are going on in the world beyond 
Alexander Dugin, Russia, Putin, and Biden. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraesidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicis de precamur, tu que princeps militae calestis, satana malios que spiritus malignos que ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute in infernum mitrude. Amen. Coriesus sacratissimum, miserere nobis. Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Regina Celi, ora pro nobis. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Our Lady of Buen Suceso, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Counsel, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. Mary, Help of Christians, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Yeah, yeah, very very heavy on the calling to the Blessed Mother on this one. And it's because she's all, like, everything about this, these set of topics, she is, her fingers are in all of this. Her grace-laden, outpouring fingers are intermingled in every aspect of these stories and how they interlink. So, if you have any particular questions about something specific that I mentioned in this podcast that you hadn't heard before, email me, caleb at radiofreecatholic.com, and I will try to point you in the direction of one of the sources, because my sources for a lot of this data is not me. I'm a mechanic, not a theologian, an ecclesiologist, or any of that stuff. Smarter people than me have already done the homework, and all I'm doing is just kind of piecing it together, patching it together with some Velcro, wrapping it in some duct tape, putting a nice cute little bow on it, and presenting it to you, okay? Because there's a big picture here that a lot of people don't know about, and I didn't realize how many people didn't know until I was actually at the Paris Mission up in uh, northwestern Montana, and I was talking to a lady who's been a traditional a traditional Catholic long, much, much longer than I've been. And when I ta- started talking about Catholic prophecy, she was unaware. And it was kind of a wake-up call. Because, no joke, I had assumed that most traditional Catholics were like me and were absolutely psychotic about making sure that you know as much as you possibly can about all of these apparitions, what they mean for you, and this, that, and the other, what's going on in the world, and I forgot that that's not actually possible because most traditional Catholics do not have podcasts. And that should have been the first clue. And it wasn't. But we're talking about all of these things, and I'm talking about Our Lady of the Resurrection, and I'm talking about Our Lady of Fatima, and I'm talking about Our, Our Lady of Akita, and she was familiar with Our Lady of Fatima, but some of the stuff I was saying with regards to it she had never heard before, 
And when I was throwing out, you know, Buen Suceso and, and, and all of these other apparitions and how they all kind of interlinked with what was going on in the church and in the world and this, that, and the other, like, I did not realize I was the one breaking the news to her for the first time. And because of that, I'm now keenly aware of the fact that all of this time over these last, uh, over this last year, I've kind like, I kind of set it aside. I wasn't rehashing anything. And so we're just going on like everybody who's listening to the podcast has always been listening to the podcast. And so they know all of these things. Wake up call. That's not necessarily true. You might know all these things because you listening may have been, you know, you may have been listening to the podcast from the beginning back when I started, back when I started back in 2020. And so you might actually be familiar with a lot of the things I'm talking about. But if you're not, and I say something you've never heard before, Caleb at RadioFreeCatholic.com. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to one of these other guys who's actually done the homework and, and, um, or at least the YouTube channels where they're talking, where you get the interviews with the priests who know the deal and they're actually laying the whole thing out. Um, or Census Fidelium, who has a 13 video series of a conference on Our Lady of the Resurrection and Our Lady of Fatima and how they interlink the, the apparition of when, uh, of when the Blessed Virgin Mary converted Bruno Cornicola. Um, they, he's also got another five videos, and I think it's the same priest who has given the conference another five videos that do, that does a specific deep dive into the Fatima apparitions and the Fatima message. And those two videos will kind of lay out the whole thing. Um, there's videos with Dr. Anthony Stein over at Return to Tradition, who's done Our Lady of Buen Suceso, Our Lady of Akita, um, and who actually is my number one source was my number one source was my number one source. I now actually have a book uh, uh, written by Xavier Aral, um, but was my number one source for the videos regarding the three days of darkness, the purple scapulars, and Blessed Marie Julie Jehenny. Dr. Stein has also done Our Lady of Nock, Our Lady of Heed, Our Lady of Akita, Our Lady of Cabejo. Um, he's done a lot of videos on Marian apparitions. And has done a very, very good job in 20-minute bite-sized morsels of peeling it open and actually deep-diving enough to where you get the theme, you get the message, and you kind of get the whole thing. You can also find um, Father Malachi Martin's interviews with Bernard Jansen. Father Martin seems to have read, I'm pretty sure he has, um, because I, even though I call him Father Martin, and I recently found out that he was a cardinal. Cardinal from the Vatican. He was a bishop. He was a cardinal. Malachi Martin did everything he could to not divulge the secret while still putting as much of the information out there as possible about the three secrets of Fatima and a lot of, and a lot of the breakdown and talks a lot about the political implications, things that were going on in the Vatican. This information is all out there. But if I mention something in particular, or if I've already mentioned stuff in particular, you can shoot me an email and I'll try to get you, and I'll try to connect you at a minimum with a link to the videos that I use as my sources at a minimum. However, 
for the stuff uh, with about um, Marie Julie Jehenny, right now, principally because I actually have a book, the book by Xavier by Xavier Reyes Arau, titled Revelations, and you can pick up the book. Um, in fact, actually, that should be sufficient, a sufficient amount of information. A-R-A-L. A-Y-R-A-L. Um, but you can pick up the book on Amazon. And you should be able... And he's done a fantastic job. I'm only... I'm a very short way into the book. And he's done a deeper dive into Marie-Julie Jehenny. Um, and specifically the apparitions, the messages, the prophecies given by our Lord, Our Lady, uh, this, uh, Saint Michael, and the other saints. Um, and for those of you who are unaware, Marie Julie Jehenny was a stigmatist for was a stigmatist. The you know the wounds on the hands and feet, the wound in the side, the wounds of the crown of thorns. The wound of the sixth wound, the one that the one that only Padre Pio, uh, as like as far as people know, it was like only Padre Pio had the sixth wound, and then she had a seventh on her chest, um, right over her heart. And she bore the stigmata for longer than Saint Padre Pio. So for those of you who are unaware about her, there's acres of stuff that you can learn. But her biggest ones, the ones that be, the the prophecies that she gave that people know the most about, are the prophecies on the three days of darkness. And there's a scapular, and there's sacramentals that you can that you can obtain to protect yourself for expressly for that purpose. And there's along with them, other devotions and things of that nature to kind of help um, maximize the promises about that. Um, for those of you who've been wondering why I've been talking a lot lately about the shoes or having your feet shod with the preparedness that comes from the gospel of peace and the symbolism about the feet, Blessed Marie-Julie Jehenny, um, her conversations with Christ in particular, describing the purple scapular, inspired that principally there was a reason christ focused on his feet as a point of devotion not just kissing the feet but specifically but 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 like there's a specific devotion related to the to christ's feet and i believe that it's actually connected with the most neglected part of the armor of God when people are talking, because everybody knows the helm of salvation, the breastplate of justice, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, like those everybody's got hands down. But you get to your having your feet shod with the preparedness that come with the gospel of peace. The fact is, is that's a really long phrase. It's not like he says gospel boots. And even if he did say gospel boots, like a lot of people would still miss, okay, okay, gospel boots, what? The boots of the good news? People would misunderstand it, which is why it is that long sentence, having your feet shod with the boots of the preparedness that comes from the gospel of peace. <clears throat> and I believe that those two things are interlinked 
because they have a lot to do with suffering and martyrdom. Because the gospel... Yes, prepares you. Repent for the kingdom is, is at hand. But interwoven in there, the Son of Man has no place to lie his, le lie his head. You know, wolves have their dens and sheeps have their stables, but the Son of Man has no place to lie his, lie his head. Pick up your cross and follow me. For the servant is not better than the master. And our master was crucified. He was scourged. He was beaten. He was mocked. He was insulted. He was ridiculed. He was calumniated. He was detracted. And we are not better than him. Not by any stretch of the imagination. So if we're to follow him, then we can expect to be lied about. We can expect to be insulted and mocked. We can expect to be beaten and scourged and murdered. We can expect that we have to lay it all out. And that is the preparedness that comes from the gospel of peace. If you're going to follow Christ... You have to be ready to lose it all. And most of us, we'd like to say that we're ready. Oh, yeah, I'd absolutely sacrifice everything for Christ. Really? Really? That consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, you place your yourself, your children, your bank account, your house, your car, your cat, your dog, your dishes, your clothes... All of that you place on the altar, you hand it over for the Blessed Virgin Mary to dispose of as she sees wish it, uh, as she sees fit. If you've consecrated yourself to the Sacred Heart, you've already done the same th same thing to our Lord. You've given him your children to do with as he sees fit. You've given him your money to do with as he sees fit. You've given him your car, your clothing, your bed, your house. All of these things you've put in the hands of the Lord and he can do with as he sees fit. I mean, he, you know, he could do that anyway. But you have actually made the conscious choice to say, Lord, take my cell phone and use it as you see fit. Lord, take my bank account, my money, my paycheck, my labor, my effort, my reputation. Take my children and dispose of them as you see fit. And all too often, we live our lives in direct contravention to exactly that. Because we're afraid to lose our kids. We're afraid to lose our house. We're afraid to lose our job. We're afraid to lose our reputation. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Most of us are not ready. Most of us cannot lose a son or a daughter and say, blessed be God. Which means most of us are walking around on the most dangerous battlefield in the history of creation, barefoot. And the whole point behind putting on the armor of God is so that in that day, having done all you stand. I'm going to tell you a secret about the crucifixion. Did you know that it was written in Roman law that if a man was crucified and survived three days, on the third day he would be set free? We, of course, don't think about this because, of course, our Lord was, set, our Lord was nailed to the cross on a Friday morning. Or, excuse me, on a Thursday morning. Yeah, Friday morning. Getting ready to be the Sabbath. And so to make sure that they weren't hanging over the during the Sabbath, they would break the legs. But if they'd have crucified our Lord on Monday, if he'd survived to Thursday morning, they would have taken the Roman government would have taken him down from the cross. They would have taken him down from the cross and they would have shuttled him off someplace so he could, you know, so he could, you know, with his family or whatever, so that he could get the medical care. But if he lived three days, if he'd survived three days on the cross, he was free. Most people don't realize this. Most people don't know that was in the law. Roman imperial law, that was there. Now, why is this important? Because you could betray the Roman government. Say you'd... Um, like Barabbas had, you know, rebelled against them and this, that, and the other, right? Well, if Barabbas would have gone to the cross on a Monday and survived until Thursday, they would have pulled the nails out of his hands, pulled the nails out of his feet, take him down from the cross and set him free. But I want you to think about what that does, having nine inch iron nails 
driven through your hands, breaking your metacarpals, driven through your feet, breaking the metatarsals in your feet. A man who survives crucifixion can't hold a sword, can't hold a shield, and can't walk or run into battle. You ever wonder why they did these things? That's why. Why is it important that our, that our Lord was nailed to the cross? They drove nails through the hands that healed lepers, healed the blind, made the blind see, the deaf hear. They, nailed, they put nails through the hands that raised the dead, that walked on water that walked from Nazareth to Cana to Bethlehem to Jerusalem that walked to the Jordan how much walking would a man do after he's had nine-inch iron nails driven through his feet. Why are the wounds in his feet important? Had he lived and just been a man and not the son of man, the son of God, God in the flesh, the word incarnate, had he lived and just been a man, he would never walk again. Not without a limp. Why are the feet important? You have to look at what they mean. Everything in scripture has meaning. It has both the literal historical meaning that is being talked about, and it has a metaphysical, metaphorical meaning that goes beyond that which is simply being talked about. It's the same way with the secrets, with the three secrets of Fatima. There is a metaphysical meaning to all of the imagery laid out in the third secret. There's a historical meaning that's tied to it, but usually when you're talking about prophecy, you're talking about metaphysical meanings, spiritual meanings to everything that's actually being said. That's the groundwork. That's kind of the foundation of where we're going to build that. Let's go ahead and start talking about Alexander Dugan. Alexander Dugan is... Uh, he's kind of allies. He's an intellectual thought leader for conservatism. Not conservatism as like American conservatism, but conservatism as in tradition. Sort of Western Christian tradition. Not Catholic tradition, but Christian tradition. He's an advisor to Vladimir Putin. His daughter was just assassinated a few months back. 
he's... Well, according to Glenn Beck, he's dangerous. And he's dangerous because he's an accelerationist. He's of the, so Dugan is basically of the opinion that the system has to be burnt down so that we can return to our roots. The problem, and mind you, return to our tribalistic Christian roots. Because remember, he's Russian Orthodox. He is still ostensibly Christian, even though he's outside the church. Now, you listen to a man like Dugan talk about the West and their transgender ideology. You listen to somebody like him talk about how eighth graders are getting emails from their teachers during the COVID lockdown that if they're bored, they should just go ahead and look at porn. These things happened. They're teaching our three-year-olds and four-year-olds about being quote-unquote non-binary. They're literally putting it in our kids' heads that mental illness is actually just fine. It's okay. Okay? And Dugan is, of course, calling all of this out. He is calling about, you know, he's calling back towards ethno-nationalism and a lot of these other things that, you know, they've, from a political standpoint, not a religious standpoint, but from a political standpoint, they're just, they're basically, they're kind of true. They're, they're, it's kind of the way things should be. Now, the thing is, is that when you get someone who's a member of the Freemasonic founded religion of Mormonism, the most sacred document in the Mormon church is the U.S. Constitution. Okay? We're not to, like, scripture's up there, but it's, the U it's really the U.S. Constitution. They held a parade when they arrived where they were going in Utah for the U.S. Constitution. It wasn't a procession for Our Lady like it would be at a Catholic country. It wasn't a procession of a saint's relics like it would be in a Catholic country. It was, it was we're going to hold a parade and the feature of the parade is going to be the United States Constitution. Because they're Freemasons and they don't know any better. Now, to someone like that, Alexander Dugan is dangerous. To a traditional Catholic, we know there's more to the story. If you happen to be familiar with the messages, messages of Fatima, then of course you know that Our Lady wanted the Pope to consecrate Russia to her Immaculate Heart so that the errors of, Russia's, of Russia would be stopped dead in its tract. Errors, plural, so not just communism, but Darwinistic atheism, um, you know, Bolshevism and all that, like, that whole, there's a whole collection of stuff, none the least of which is the schism between the Russian Orthodox and the Roman Catholic churches. Now, to my ortho bros out there, if you're not in a constant battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil... All three, the world, the your flesh, the world, and the devil, and the devil, you ain't doing it right. You're just not. So I've spoken with some Russian Orthodox, 
and they seem to be perplexed at the Roman Catholic fixation on things like exorcisms, like uh, things like the apparitions of Our Lady around the world. They're like, okay, we get it, you know, you know, we're we're all about the Holy Theotokos. But what's this stuff about Fatima? What's this stuff about Akita? What's this stuff about Cabejo? What's this stuff about Buen Suceso? What's this stuff? Like, seriously, what's with all the Marian stuff? And this is a recent development. Like, it's we're only talking since 1960. This has been a really recent development. Because in the 30s, they were more orthodox. Ironic, since they, I mean, literally call themselves the Orthodox Church, the right-thinking church. Well, since the 1960s, nobody's really been right-thinking. And since the 1960s, Rocor especially has been pushing itself further and further away from the faith of the ages. Because if you're Christian, it's anything but Catholic. You know, if you're human, then it's anything but Christianity. And if you're Christian, then it's anything but Catholic. And if you're Catholic, then it's anything except tra- anything but tradition. And if you're a traditionalist, you're like, well, we're the ones everybody talks trash about. We're the meanie poo poo headed trads. We're the ones who are mean and gruff and this, that, and the other, despite the fact that in all actuality we're having the times of our lives. And everybody else is just like, and it's like, dude, really? But to get back on track, the Orthodox look and they go, seriously, what's with all the Marian apparition stuff? And to be sure, I mean, most Catholics are like, um... So we're sort of familiar with Our Lady of Fatima, but I don't know what you're talking about when you say Our Lady of Akita. And I've certainly never heard of Our Lady of Cabejo or Our Lady of Nock or Our Lady of Heed. And our, I mean, I've heard of Our Lady of Good Success even though it's Buen Suceso and not good success, because of Buen Suceso de la Purificación, or Our Lady of the Good Event of the Purification. So maybe they've heard a few of those. And, you know, Mary Untire of Knots and Help of Christians. You know, they know the titles. Maybe they don't know where they come from. It's just kind of, how you know, that's how that goes, because most Catholics have no idea. Most Catholics don't know anything about Our Lady of Fatima. They don't know about the three secrets. They don't know that in the third secret, it looks like the, it, um, it may be two bishops in white because there's specifically one portion. We saw, we saw a bishop dressed in white. We had the impression it was the Holy Father, which is very different from we saw the Holy Father. But they're unfamiliar with the fact that that bishop dressed in white, who they believe is the Holy Father, is climbing up the mountain, walking through the city, climbing over bodies, praying praying for the souls of the dead, and then is himself assassinated by soldiers with bows and with arrows and bullets at the foot of at the foot of a great cross, 
rough like the bark of a cork tree. They're unfamiliar with that message, despite the fact that that secret, that secret was actually revealed in 2000, I think 2005. I think 2005. But the meaning of the secret wasn't, which is why I think it's um, Antonio Sochi who wrote the book entitled The Fourth Secret, talking about Fatima, the unreleased explanation. But Our Lady would not be stopped, and so she showed up in Akita and basically laid out the messages of the, the messages of Fatima, bishop against bishop, cardinal against card cardinal, which was also mentioned by Blessed Marie Julie Jehenny. In fact, actually, it was also prophesied by St. Francis of Assisi a thousand years prior. And traditional Catholics, a lot of them, not all of them, obviously not all of them, I got a bucket of cold water poured on me, actually, as I was having a conversation with a woman who'd been a traditional Catholic for far longer than me. And when I mentioned Our Lady of La Salette and I mentioned Our Lady of Fatima, she knew Our Lady of Fatima, but she wasn't terribly familiar with the prophecies themselves or what the secrets were. Um, but I mentioned Our Lady of Akita, and she's like, who? And, uh, and Our Lady of Wenceslaso, and she's like, what? And Our Lady of Knock, and she's like, uh-huh, who's there? And I immediately, like, I immediately was like, wait a minute. I thought all trads were deep divers into all this stuff. And the fact is, is most of us are not. Most traditional Catholics are not crazy enough to go get a whole bunch of stuff from the Holy Face Devotion and the Miraculous Medal and the Holy Face and, you know, the Sacred Heart and, you know, Purple Scapulars, Brown Scapulars, St. Michael Scapulars. You know, most people apparently are not as crazy as me and most people don't deep dive into all of this stuff. Is what it is. I'm armed to the teeth with sacramentals. Now, if I could just remember to carry my prayer book around with me more regularly so that I have access to the particular prayers that I have a tendency to need in particular parts of the day regularly, all these weapons and nothing to use in particular situations. Always crazy. Anyway. But most people are not crazy like me about that. And I got a bucket of cold water reminding me of that. So most people aren't familiar with Our Lady of the Resurrection. I desperately want to get a statue of Our Lady of the Resurrection. Like, if, like I want a statue of Our Lady from that particular apparition site. Why? Because the miracle of the sun though not as extreme as it was done in 1917 in Fatima, was done in 1982, 1984, 85, and 86 on April 12th in all four of those years. And at least one of those was caught on world television. One of those Miracles of the Sun was on video. And so I desperately want to get a statue of Our Lady of the Resurrection. 
But then there's Our Lady of Guadalupe. Like, I mean, there's there's not enough that can be said about Our Lady where when she shows up and she's addressing specific things. Our Lady of La Salette, she comes, she shows up, and she's the one who says the word communism. Four years before communism is even known in the world. Our Lady appears to Sister Mildred in Ohio. Or Sister Mary Ephraim. I believe her given name was Mildred. In Ohio, in 1958, the same year they began doing experiments on four-year-olds with quote-unquote comprehensive uh, sexual education. Like, most people don't know about all of these. They don't... They just don't know. So when they look at someone like Alexander Dugan, who's talking about traditionalism, who's Russian, you don't realize that Blessed Marie Julie Jehenny and Our Lady at, at Fatima basically said that Russia was going to be the tool that chastises and converts the world. Think about that. So yes, there's a guy like Alexander Dugan out there, and he's talking about all of these things. And Russia is looking and going, well, we're going we're gonna to be the Christians. Okay, great. Freemason Americans look and go, we don't want that. Why, do we, why are we going to have Russia? And Our Lady looks and goes, because I said so. Russia is the tool. There's three things that the Pope should have really done. Or three things that had the Pope done the consecration the way it was supposed to be, we would have had a much more radical change. First, do I believe that the consecration was valid? First off, all prayers of the church are valid. Okay? Francis's consecration, and I call him Francis because he calls himself Francis, not because I want to denigrate him or the office. Okay? He calls himself Francis. I'm going to call him Francis. If he signed his papers, Pope Francis, Francis Pontifex Maximus, the Vicar of Christ, or whatever, anything that showed that he, that he himself had respect for the office, or more respect for the office than you know, just wearing the white cassock. <clears throat> if he'd have done any of that, then I would call, then I would address him, I would address the Holy Father more formally. But he doesn't use those formal titles himself. He doesn't let anybody kiss his ring, all that stuff. So, all of that, not, just setting all of that aside, Francis's consecration as the Vicar of Christ, as the Bishop of Rome, as the head of the Holy Catholic Church, Pontifex Maximus, his consecration, even if it didn't follow the rubrics as established by Our Lady, even though he didn't fulfill the conditions that Our Lady asked for, the fact is, is he consecrated, he did the consecration, and the prayers of the church never have zero efficacy. And so rather than a conversion of the entirety of Russia to the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith, what we got is in the aftermath... We got 
six and seven story buildings where they would normally have a big painted advertisement billboard instead have the holy theotokos the blessed virgin mary with the child jesus the religious icons of the blessed virgin mary with the child jesus on the entire giant wall next to the highway in lieu of what would normally be like a car advertisement or a McDonald's billboard or whatever. In the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. That's what she said. Obviously, the Pope's prayers are never going to not be efficacious to some degree. Were they the slam dunk that Sister Lucia said it would be if all of the conditions were fulfilled? No. Sister Lucia said, when it happens, it's going to happen suddenly. It's going to be miraculous. It's going to be obvious that it was the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We have none of those things right now. However, what we do have is a rising to prominence of the Holy Theotokos, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and the Child Jesus. Okay. Now, Russia, excuse me, Russia, in all of these aberrations, um, Blessed Marie Julie Jehani said, and I believe it was her her prediction that the Pope, no, no, it was Garabendal. Garabendal, the Pope goes to Moscow, and when the Pope returns, war breaks out. And when that war breaks out, Marie Julie Jehani's prophecies kind of take over, and Russia invades the West, and they'll get as far west as France. Now, in that timeline is also the return of the king, the true king, Henry V of the Cross, king of France of the House of Bourbon. Those of you who've been listening to this podcast, you know that's what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting for my family's house to retake their rightful place as heads of state in Christendom. And and that king is the good Catholic monarch who's supposed to rise to prominence roughly contemporary with the Holy Pope, with a Holy Pope, a Pope after the manner of Pius X or Leo XIII. Why are these prophecies important? Because knowing some of those things out there are important or is important. Knowing that Russia plays a role in the salvation of mankind, either as a chastising force or as a salvific force through its conversion. One of those two. One of those two. So 
So when you've got somebody like Beck who's coming out and saying, well, you know, Russia, blah, 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 it's maybe not so blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And then you've got the the I stand with Ukraine stand morons on social media who are like, you're just an apologist for Vladimir Putin. No. What I'm talking about with Russia isn't because of Vladimir Putin. I could care less about Vladimir Putin. He's just some guy, right? But what I do care about is what Our Lady had to say about Russia, what Our Lady had to say about the state of the world, what Our Lady has to say about the conversion of humanity and the triumph of her immaculate heart. So, Russia's making fun of America. Well, they should. We're sodomites. We're usurers, and we're baby killers. Is there any doubt? And that's the rub. America, the West, is going to hell in a handbasket. Catholic prophecy says that Emmanuel Macron in France isn't helping things. Catholic prophecy says that the Germans are going to go much, much further than they are now. Catholic prophecy says that the Pope will openly teach apostasy. May not necessarily be Francis who does this, but the Holy Father will apostatize from the church and teach apostasy. You think it's bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet. The idea that the Pope would teach heresy is already shaky and scandalous enough, but the idea that the, that the Holy Father would apostatize from the Church and then recommend to the whole of the whole, one Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church that they follow him into that apostasy, thereby rejecting God and damning billions of souls. And some people think for some reason that what we have right now is, the is oh, it's never been this bad. Well, Shug, it's going to get much, much worse. St. Francis of Assisi says that Rome will lose the faith. Our Lady of La Salette said that Rome will lose the faith. Garabandal says that Rome will lose the faith. Our Lady of Fatima pretty much probably, in fact, I'm reasonably certain that's what the meaning of the third secret is, is about the Vatican the, Rome, the, the one Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, the people who were the shepherds who were responsible for that church, apostatizing and leaving Rome to burn. Now, we're not talking... Yes, we're talking about the church. Okay? Yes, the church is indefectible. Yes, the church will stand against all. The gates of hell will not triumph against the church. Okay, we're not going that route. However, the Pope, all of the cardinals, and all of the bishops can apostatize. And there will be no shepherds, which is a far worse outcome. Far worse than war. Far worse than abortion. Far worse than anything you could, have ever, you could ever imagine. And the reason why we can't imagine it is because of the apostasy that already popped off in the 1960s when they got rid of talking about 
hell. When they stopped talking about purgatory. When they stopped talking about the consequence and the wages of sin and what that means for your soul. When they stopped talking about the diabolical and trying to teach Catholics how to fight our war against the world, the flesh, and the devil. And those things have happened. And there have been millions and millions of damned souls because of it. Millions of souls have descended into hell. Our sister Lucia described it as the souls falling to, into hell like snowflakes from a blizzard. A storm of souls falling into hell. Because they offended God. Because mankind as a species offends God. And now, here we are in the 21st century, and you cannot even count on the Pope or any of the bishops or any of the cardinals to teach you how to mortify your flesh so that you can be so that you can develop yourself in virtue so that you can enhance the supernatural virtues of faith hope and charity with the cardinal virtues of justice prudence temperance and fortitude now you can be whatever you want to be you can do whatever you want to do you want to have butt sex with another dude go for it we'll bless it you know, at least you're being monogamous and you're only having butt sex with the one man. That's never actually true, by the way. These things were foretold and they're coming to pass now. And now the state of the world is in a far greater state of wretchedness than it has ever been in the last 500 years. In fact, this world is now in a worse state of wretchedness than has possibly been seen since the flood. And yet, we still tempt God. And we still look at Russia like they're the bad guys. Dear family, I'm not saying Russia's good or bad. But Our Lady has clearly stated that if, that if we failed to fulfill the conditions that she asked for us, then she would use Russia as a scourge against the earth. And even if we did do what she asked, then she would use Russia as the tool with which to convert all of humankind and bring all of mankind back to her immaculate heart. Now, whether or not you like Russia, by being a chosen tool of the Blessed Virgin Mary, by being the chosen weapon of God against the wickedness that has been permitted to promulgate itself around the world, you cannot say... Russia is the bad guy. You can only say, well, they're not necessarily the good guy. 
And that's the mistake that we're making. Because the fact is, we did trade a war criminal for a lesbian, a drug-addled lesbian who couldn't go 10 hours without her hashish vape. A black lesbian woman who supposedly plays basketball. Rather than a Marine. We left the Marine in prison. We took the drug addict. The lesbian drug addict. Knowing full well that the quote-unquote LGBTQ agenda is all about converting our children not to Catholicism, not in service of Christ. But mark my words, before too long, they'll be using children as hood ornaments in their orgies. They've already started down that path. And we are letting them. And Russia is not. Because the Holy Theotokos is now showing up in iconography over highways. Are we on the right side? Nah. Do we need to be? Yes. How do we get there? We pray, we fast. This week or this week, this Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, these are the ember days. Pray, fast, do penance. If you're enrolled in the brown scapular, you should be praying at least one hour of the little office in addition to your rosary because actually both of those conditions are pretty necessary. We need to pray the rosary because Our Lady of Fatima asked us to pray the rosary. But it wasn't just Our Lady of Fatima. Our Lady of Nak, Our Lady of Hid, Our Lady of Akida, Our Lady of Kebeho, Our Lady of America, they all asked us to do more prayer, more penance. So if you're enrolled in the brown scapular, then consider, before this Advent is over, adding one of the offices, one of the hours of the office, in addition to your rosary. She gave a threefold request. The Holy Father was to consecrate Russia in union with all the bishops in the world, which means that he was supposed to order them, and if they failed to do so, then he probably needed to excommunicate them. That they promulgate the first Saturday devotion to the universal church. And that we pray the rosary daily. Most of that hasn't happened. And even that which did happen, didn't happen the way she asked. Why are things going the way they're going? Well, the Pope's prayers are not ever going to be, are not ever going to fail. They just might not do as much as, you know, we'd hoped because he, the Pope himself was being disobedient to God. Or we're going to do it our way. We're going to talk about human fraternity. We're going to pray for world peace without conversion. I'm going to tell you right now, 
tolerance is not going to get us world peace. See, I can put up with Satanists in my city because I don't know who they are. But I'm not tolerating Satanists in my house. Tolerance is not going to get us to world peace. Ecumenism is not going to get us to world peace. Converting the whole world to the one true faith so that everyone looks at the world through the same lens, that'll get you world peace. When everybody plays by the same set of rules, that'll get you world peace. And until we get there, you're not getting world peace. And the only way you're going to get there, honestly, at this point, is going to be a miracle. A miracle of conversion around the world so that everybody understands once and for all that the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, the Roman Catholic faith, is the one true faith established by Christ, promulgated by Christ, given to his apostles, and handed down by them through the centuries to their successors all the way to today. You want proof it's the one true faith? The proof is in the pudding. The devil hates Catholicism. Hates Catholicism. Real Catholicism. That's why Traditionis Custodis came out. The devil hates real Catholicism. Because Traditionis Custodis did the one thing it needed to do, which was put largely put an end to Catholics worshiping God the way God wants to be worshipped. The way God taught us to worship him. just how it is. Now, like I, I covered a broad base and kind of alluded to a lot of stuff here and there. Like I said, email me if you want to know about particular stuff, and I'll try to point you in the right direction. I don't follow Catholic prophecy for any other reason than literally as a version of when Christ says, oh, you can see the trees budding green and you know that spring is coming you look at the skies and you can tell if it's going to rain or shine but you can't see the signs of the times of the kingdom of heaven well i'm sorry but he gave us the map our lady showed up and said this is what's going to happen and all you got to do is look at the map and take a look around and you can see where we're at where we're going and i picked up some really cool devotions along the way things that have been truly truly edifying and I hope you do too. There's a lot of great stuff out there. A lot of it's really scary. It's terrifying and terrible. But I have faith that no matter what happens, everything's going to turn out exactly the way God wanted. Why? Because he's the one ultimately in control. He's the one who passes the graces to Our Lady that pass to us.
Anyhow, like I said, if I mention anything specific, email the show, Caleb at RadioFreeCatholic.com. You can also find me at Twitter, at Mighty Colibri. You can find me on SP3RN at Caleb the Mechanic. Pray your rosary. Pray the office. Pray for the church. Pray the office because it is the church's prayer. Like, you are one step away from praying the Holy Mass in, you know, like the layers of prayer, you know, as the levels of prayer. The divine office is one step below the praying the Holy Mass. You can unify your prayers to the church and you will be heard, especially if you're in a state of grace. And there's huge, huge graces available if you just pray the office. Anyway, pray for the church, pray for the nation. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.